0: Hello beautiful people, welcome to the first episode of It Is So Podcast, where we talk all things restoration. I am so excited to cultivate this space, to encourage you, to allow the beauty of restoration to meet you where you are and expand your perspective of God in rough seasons. I think we all can agree that life, life be life and on a different level of life, like I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like, man, I have had enough. I think we all have been there where we have experienced some things that have left us feeling overwhelmed, feeling hopeless, feeling stuck, feeling forgotten, feeling alone. Oh, my goodness. Loneliness is hard, you guys. I know some people like being alone. I'm an introvert at times, but... When you are alone and lonely and you just have no hope to go on, oh, my goodness, definitely a rough time. But it doesn't change the fact that God is still good. He is still amazing. He is still sovereign and he still cares. You know, these rough seasons can definitely leave us feeling um, a sense of mistrust towards God. And it allows us to um, harden our hearts and change our mind of what we think, who we think, and how we think God sees us during these times. So I think I'm just um, here to just be a vessel to give you guys hope, let you know that restoration is definitely possible. Is it work? Absolutely. There's always a, a prerequisite to... Going into the next chapter of your life or achieving your next goal or just achieving your next glory, your next sense of glory. So, you know, the word tells us that we go from glory to glory and faith to faith. But a lot of us get stuck right in the middle in that two spot. And um, you're not alone. I definitely want you all to know that, to believe that you are not alone. And we are going to make it out. We are not going to get stuck in the middle. We're not going to die in the middle. We may be burnt out, but we're not going to be buried here. So let's get ready to, um, let's unpack. Let's unpack. I think that the first thing that we need to recognize is the state of where we are in our season of hopelessness. Our heart has become a hard shell. And while God is trying to restore us, to redeem us, we are literally blocking him out. We have allowed our ground, the very core of our being, our heart to become hardened, you know, to not be penetrable by what God is trying to infill in us, To you know, to entrust within us. And he's trying to plant seeds of hope. You know, he's come to give us life and life more abundantly. But we cannot receive that life, you guys, if we are closed off to God. You know, we have allowed uh, weeds to sprout up, to spring up and choke out the word of God, choke out life. And we're desperate, you know, the the ground is literally parched. Is waiting to receive the living water of life, to be restored, to be healed. But, you know, we got to do some work and it causes us to begin to dig. And that can be hopeless. You know, we don't have the strength to dig. I don't have the strength, Erica, to pick up this shovel and begin to unpack, begin to dig inside the very spot that's hurting you know what I'm saying? The very spot that is tender, you know, I don't want to dig there because this is where my expectations came to die. This is where my hope for another good thing, my hope for another season of abundance has laid waste. You know, it has allowed me to slip into unbelief and finding God in My dark season has been hard. Trust me, I understand. I understand. But one thing that I want to encourage you, you cannot sit down. We have not been given authority to sit down, to unpack, get comfortable in the valley. The Bible says, yea, though I walk. And I know. Your feet may be tired. You may have some blisters. You may have some cuts, some scrapes, some bruises. But God is giving you the strength to keep walking. He's walking with you. He has not left you. You're not alone and you have not been forsaken. And holding on to hope sometimes seems like I'm trying to have hope, but hope ain't trying to have me if we be really honest, like Hope be running away. she be packing up her bags. she be on the move. I, I just made her a girl. I'm sorry. I guess it's because I'm a woman, but Hope be trying to pack up her bags and get out the door. And she don't be trying to wait on me to come with her. You know, so sometimes our circumstances, you know, it feels like nothing is happening. We have these expectations of where we want God to take us or where we think God has taking us, and the process of that being drawn out is tiring. You know, as humans, we are literally placed in the time frame where we're looking at the clock. We are looking at other people um, within our circle who have achieved goals. Um, they're moving on to bigger and better, and it seems like we're in the same place you know, for an extended period of time. And it seems like all of our promises have been delayed. You know, all of our promises have been drawn out so long and it seems like I'm never going to get there. You know, and it's, it's definitely possible to have our vision, our perspective skewed in a sense to where we think that God is not good anymore. Or, better yet, he's good to other people, he's just not good to me. And that is a lie from the enemy. That's a lie from the enemy. It is not God's will for us to feel hopeless. It is not God's will for us to stay stagnant, to stay where we are, to not move on, to not hope. You know, the word says, build your hope on things that are eternal. And we know that eternity is not limited or confined to our time clock. Eternity is above us. It is outside of us. It is something that we should should reach for and reach towards. God's love is limitless. His hope is limitless you know so extending our hand to something that seems so far away it is rough but it is possible it is possible through God you know so we have to break up that ground there has to be a sense of breakthrough we cannot stay where we are you know breaking ground is it's hard the ground has become fallow the bible calls it fallow ground Ground that has has been fruitful in the past, it has produced in the past, but it has weathered severe storms or severe weather changes, and now it has become dry, it has become desolate. The roots, oh my goodness, the roots have literally have not had a source of life, so now you're not springing forth any good fruit. You've allowed the weeds of life to come and sprout up. And now, like I said before, you know, God can't get through that. You know, so then what are we to do? We are to do the hard part. And that's breaking up that fallow ground. We have to be honest with ourselves, too. What is holding me back from receiving life from God? Is it anger? Are you angry? Are you fearful? Are you full of doubt? Hopelessness? Has your belief in God become scarce? You know, whatever it is, we have to face that. And we got to start digging. We have to start digging, breaking up that fallow ground get into the root of the problem so that we can allow the righteousness of God to be restored in our life. We want to dream again. That's God's, you know, hope for you to dream again so that life can be restored to you. Life can be sweet again. Proverbs 13 and 12 says, and I'm paraphrasing here. When at last your dream comes true, life's sweetness will satisfy your soul. Isn't that amazing to hear? You can have desire again. And I know that hurts. That does not seem attainable when you are in a season of suffering. Oh my goodness. I know it all too well. Where your nights become longer than your days, you're up you are inside of your head with all of these different thoughts that most of them are lies from the enemy, and it's to keep you in a place of stagnation, is to keep you from hoping again, is to keep you from even opening up your eyes to even begin to look towards anything. Your last season was not the extension of God's goodness. God is good yesterday, today, and forevermore. And that's the truth. Always going to be the truth. Nothing but the truth. You know, and the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. And he comes to place lies within our head to get us to reject the very thing that God is trying to give us. You know, so how do we get our hope back? We have to start digging. We have to First, know the word of God and know that we are required to live by it in all seasons. In all seasons, be content. You know, that's what Paul encouraged us to do. And I know, guys, I'm telling y'all, this episode has been so difficult for me to come to because I know it is such a touchy topic. And quite frankly, when we're going through, we have become so accustomed to our fears that we enclose ourselves in it. It becomes a part of our identity. So we can't see in front of our faces. We can't see because it's dark. And this is the only thing that I've been hearing or that I've been sitting in for the past however long that we have been in this season. We begin to clothe ourselves in it and we become comfortable. So that when somebody asks, How are you doing? the first thing that comes out of your mouth is fear, anger, mistrust, disbelief, hopelessness. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So, for one, we have to let the enemy know he is a liar. You lying, and ain't no truth in you, and everything about you is a lie. And I don't need to listen to your voice. God is a good shepherd, and his sheep know his voice. So, I have to stand firmly on the promises of God. I have to know what God has said about me. I have to know that what he has said about me is true. And just because I'm going through a rough time, it has not changed God's mind about me. Whatever he has spoken over my life shall and will come to pass. So because of that, this fallow ground is not something that God can work with. So I am going to allow whatever I am feeling to come under this objection of what God has said about me. And I'm going to dig up this fallow ground. I'm going to make ready my path. So that whatever God is getting ready to place in my life, my heart is receptive of it. So I have to yield my understanding. I have to yield my will, my logic, my reason, my expectations to God. So yes, that very thing that you wanted to happen and it did not happen, give it over to God so that he can remove that pain from your life. How do you do that? By replacing every lie with the truth, knowing that God is God. He's the author of our hope. He wants to give us hope. He's wanting and longing for us to be back into a place that we are hoping And that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding is resting in us and abiding around us. He wants to fill us with his hope, with his love, with his peace, with his understanding, with his wisdom. So we have to do the hard work, guys. I know. And it's not going to be an overnight thing. Trust me. You're going to believe But God wants you to have faith. Faith without works is dead. We have to do the work. We can believe all day. But until we begin to put our hand to the plow and work that thing, we're never going to receive it. We're never going to receive it. God is the God of breakthrough. And he will give us strength. He will give you strength you know so you're not doing this in your own strength and that's the that's the cookie right there we've tried to do it on our own our hands have become tired we have become weary in our well doing when the word tells us not to become weary and re- weary ah weary in our well doing why because in due season we will reap but we cannot reap what has not been sown because we've been weary and not not kept our hands to the plow. You are worth every victory set before you and you're stronger than you think. Every trial that you have ever faced because you are living, breathing, and listening to this podcast is proof that your pain has purpose. Every dark day, every day where shame and condemnation has tried to clothe you. Every day that you could not see your hand in front of your face. Every day where you could not utter the words. To tell someone how you feel. Heck, sometimes they don't even. When people ask you, oh, how are you doing today? Sometimes I be want to ask them, do you have time? Or are you just asking to be nice? Because I got some stuff that. If you really want to get down to it, we can get down to it. <laughs> I don't be thinking that people be having time sometimes, but that's just me and my thoughts. It's hard and it's rough and people are hurting and people are going through, but we are not alone. And one thing that we cannot do as well is muzzle ourselves. The enemy will love for you to be quiet. To not share your testimony, to not express your raw feelings of what you're going through. We have been taught to say, as believers of God, oh, everything is going to be all right, and God is going to pull you out. And two things can be true at the same time. Yes, everything will be all right. Yes, God is going to pull me out, but right now, I am suffering, I am in pain. I feel alone. I feel sad. I feel unwanted. And we have to work through those emotions. But we cannot skip the process. The fire, the refining fire, it hurts. We we may not always understand why God has taken us through Rough seasons, especially when we begin to compare our season to someone else. We see somebody's victory. We see their their good times on social media. We hear about it and we covet that. But we don't know what this person has went through behind closed doors to get there. There's always the backside of the mountain. There's always a valley to every mountaintop. Jesus experienced that, the God-man, all God, all flesh, 100% God, 100% flesh. He experienced that in the Garden of Gethsemane. He prayed a prayer, but in the midst of him praying this prayer, he said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. It is hard to relinquish control, especially when we we had a vision. I prayed for this moment. I prayed for God to do something big in my life. And I had hope. I had faith. I was ready to grasp it, to grip it. And then he placed me in the wilderness. Just think back to when Jesus was baptized. God said, this is my son who I am well pleased. He gave him identity. He called him his beloved. And right after that, the Holy Spirit, not his own doing, the Holy Spirit sent him into the wilderness. That's crazy. But it happens. And it was to to strip him of his strength, to strip him of trying to do it in his flesh, trying to accomplish the perfect will of God in his flesh. Please understand something in your wilderness season is supposed to die off and not make it to your promised land. I'm going to say that again. Something in your wilderness season is supposed to die so that it does not make it to your promised land. The children of Israel literally grumbled and complained when they were receiving fresh manna from heaven daily. Daily, God was providing a sense of nourishment for them. But they literally began to remember back when they were in bondage, eating leeks and onions. They started to crave the appetite of their bondage season in the wilderness when milk and honey was waiting for them in their promised land. God was trying to strip their palate of an appetite, the appetite of bondage so that he can readily prepare them for the promised land. What is God trying to Let die in your wilderness. Because if we think about it, when we're in our dark moments, our dark seasons, that's when things get real loud. It gets real hectic in the dark, you guys. Whatever is in you, lodged in there, hiding, laying dormant, it begins to speak up. Your deepest, darkest fears, your secrets that you don't want people knowing about where you have pretended to be happy and just joyous all the time, but you really have a lot of pain and bitterness in your heart. Sometimes we place ourselves in these wilderness seasons. It's not always, you know, by chance or happenstance that something happens. But God is so sovereign and his ways are not our ways. His plan is not our plan, and he sees beyond what we can see. He sees supernaturally, and we only see naturally. So that's why we can't always judge a situation by what we see. We have to ask God for his wisdom, his understanding. You know, and I understand that that's hard. It can lead, lead us to um, have a mind of, pessimism that will never be better than this. I'm never going to make it out. It's always going to be rainy. It's always going to be gloomy and dark. There's never going to be any hope for me again. And like I said, that's that's a fear that some of us may come into, but we know in God's word, he said that he did not give us the spirit of fear but of power, love, and of a sound mind. You have to tell yourself, I bear the mind of Christ. And because I do, what I'm currently in will not be the last season, the last good season of my life. There is hope on the other side of going through, but you have to make it through. You have to break up that fallow ground. Allow God to get to the hard parts. Allow him to pull out those roots that we have settled in, that we have come into agreement with, so that he can plant a seed of hope. And we can literally be rested and settled by the tree of life so that new life can spring forward. New hope can come about. You are going to gain your strength back. You are going to reap in due season. You're going to have hope again. It's going to be restored. We have to guard our hearts. Proverbs 4 and 23 says, above all else, guard your heart for everything that you do flows from it. If we're not protecting our hearts, if we're not guarding our hearts, the enemy is literally going to come in and begin to sow tears. A heart surrendered to God is the perfect place for your heart to be in the hands of God. The restorer, the God that redeems, the God that purifies the God that cleanses, the God that makes new. For behold, do not look to former things, nor consider the things of hope, of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Can you not perceive it? God wants to do a new thing. Will you let him? What happened to you, what you're going through may or may not be your fault, but it is your responsibility to resist the devil, allow him to flee, dig up that fallow ground, allow God to place a seed of hope hope within your life and spring forth new beginning and be restored. In Jesus' name. And it is so. Come into agreement with it. It is so that I shall be restored in hope. It is so that I shall obtain and maintain the new thing that God wants to do in my life. I hope that this episode has helped you. I hope that it has sparked a